0: What is up, everybody? You are listening to The Core, brought to you by ZellCore Plus, the one cryptocurrency wallet for all your custody and trading needs. For more information on ZellCore Plus, check them out at zell.network. So it feels good. It's been a while. Um, This is Dale. I I know y'all hopefully know who I am. I was on uh, The Core with Goose, I don't know, maybe a month or so, two months ago. I was a former co-host on Crypto Street Podcast, and we are kind of just taking a break from that for now, too. So we did that did that for about two years. It was a good time. Those guys are my homies, my brothers, but uh, no, nothing but love for them. So shout out, Whale and Prince. But this is a new adventure. We're going to kill it. It's going to be a different format than, than before with Goose. Uh, going to mix in some in-real-life stuff, and then obviously with the main focus be crypto-related uh, I've got uh, kind of a, a co-host in Nick Nasty. Nick, how you doing?
1: Hey. hi, I'm good. Nervous.
0: So, so you could te- nervous. Check her out. It's Nick understo- underscore Nasty. N a s t e. Obviously, she can't spell, but um, <laughs> that'll that'll be fine. That's fine. The play so, on
1: Namaste. Um, like, so,
0: is it really nasty then, or is it Naste?
1: It was originally nasty, and then I had. Um, someone not like that someone took (laughs) offense to it
0: that's really surprising i see you're blocked by william shatner which is very disappointing it was him (laughs) he's angry Oh. oh okay so give everyone a little bit of background about yourself
1: oh really well i got into crypto twitter i don't know maybe two years ago now and it was literally because of a relationship that I was in; he was like obsessed with it.
0: And did he like me?
1: He did. <laughs> I did. I've told you this before. Yeah, you I did. bought that's that right. shirt, the uh, Star Wars shirt from the podcast you used right. to do. Right. I bought that.
0: I remember that before
1: now. I even was on Twitter. But now I'm way cooler than he is, and past is past.
0: Yeah, and that's Nick. Folks, there she is. Yeah. She snorts when she laughs. Give it up for Nick. We have also are joined by the show Well, show manager or my manager, whatever we are going to call him. He's the man of few words, but intelligent, wise beyond our years. <laughs> we're going we're to call him LD a Who wrote lot. This? We're going to call him I LD know, but a I love lot. It. Yeah. And his name, Listen Destro on Twitter, at Listen Destro. So LD, what's good? Hey there. It's good to be here. It's my first podcast ever, first one ever. So uh, later in the show, we're going to be joined by Doug Bonaparte. Um, got a nice interview with him set up, so that'll be towards the end. I'm gonna we're gonna make you suffer through a bunch of other banter before we get there, but um, I suppose LD, give a little background about yourself, big big man. So
2: I am uh, Listen Destro on Twitter. And as you said, you're gonna call me LD, and that's cool. Um, I've been in crypto since late 2016, and I goof off on crypto Twitter as much as I can. And uh, let's see, I'm a writer in the tech
0: industry. Sweet, that's yeah. great. Well, like I said, you're the the wise one of the crew. We're gonna always. I, I know Nick that. and I are appreciate that. <laughs> Nick and Is I, I a- are going to have some uh, debates, I'm sure, Oof. just I I think. Mm. And, and you're going to always be the...
1: Um, are you what, like the dad?
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be like the dad.
1: He's well, gonna I'm
0: always going to be
2: right. We know that. Yeah, oh, wait a real. second.
0: For real. So, okay, let's bust right into some crypto news. Um, first and foremost, I don't know how many people know about this, but a couple of weeks ago in Iowa was the iowa caucus and it was an absolute disaster so i don't know how many people are familiar with the caucus process um so what happens is you're basically like the tldr of it is you pick a candidate and then like you're say you're in a square room in <laughs> each corner of the room is a different candidate like so you know joe biden is in the northwest corner and um Pete Buttigieg is in the Northeast corner, so on and so forth. So then they basically tell you, okay, go and stand in the corner of the person that you want, you know, to represent your vote per se. So then you go to this corner and then you have to have 15% of the total number of people there. So if there's a hundred people there, your candidate has to have 15% to be viable. And if they don't have that, you're allowed to go pick a different person or you can be, you can just kind of sit in the middle and be undecided. So then basically what happens is they give you like, I don't I don't know honestly how many minutes, but they give you so long. And so like representatives from Bernie Sanders campaign and uh, Pete Buttigieg's campaign can go to these other people and be like, Hey, come join ours. Our, our corner, our cult, whatever you want to call it. And you know, that's what, that's just how the whole process plays out. Then if you're viable, you're, you get to go on from there. And um, So does that make complete sense? It
2: sounds a little ridiculous.
0: It is. It's absolutely ridiculous. And for people like me, maybe you two like that process because you probably like to sit and have coffee and just talk about the news. But for people like me, you know, we don't, I don't have the time for that crap. I want to go there. I want to say this is who I'm voting for. This is who I want to represent me and then move on, Okay. And that's how I think a lot of people want to do. So in Iowa, the, a couple of weeks ago, they had this and they tried out, test out uh, tested out this new app for the whole process. And this app obviously did not work. There was a one line of code error in it. And so it caused this whole fiasco. And I don't know how many people know this either, but at the 2016 caucus, the Republican party declared Mitt Romney as the winner. Well, actually it was Rick Santorum. They, they declared him the winner. And then like two days, a day or two later, they're like, well, we're wrong. It's Rick Santorum is actually the winner. So there's, you know, bruise number one. And now this thing for the democratic one, bruise number two, but the Republican side got it right. They nominated Donald Trump. It was said and done and over, which it, it should have been because of, you know, he was currently in house now, but anyways, that's a too long, don't read. And I know that's probably too much you want to hear. And most pre- people probably skipped past this. But anyways, this is what I'm saying. You know, everyone's always wondering what a real use case for crypto blockchain is. And this is this is just screaming to me that this is what blockchain could solve.
2: Do you want right? to talk a little bit about that? What do you mean by that?
0: So I, that I just think, you know, with this whole app process being the fiasco, I just think with blockchain, you know, it would just remove all the uncertainty because even now, you know, people, you know, people think. So the person that designed this app and is the CEO of the company for this app is a Clinton, former Clinton aide, I think, or upper person on Clinton's campaign. So you, you know, there's always people out there that are thinking, you know, well, this app could be rigged, and whoever the Clinton campaign or the Democratic Party wants to win. This app could be rigged on that. So that's where I I think the need, you know, just to take that uncertainty out of the equation for something like this, it's a perfect use case for for blockchain. I don't know what product out there could could do it or anything. And, you know, I just think this is just a real world scenario on what blockchain can do and could solve.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I'm sure somebody will, uh, we we'll, we'll we'll do it, you know somebody's gonna build that
0: somebody much smarter than
1: myself, which doesn't <laughs>
2: myself, really myself included
1: so. I guess I'm in there by default then right' <laughs> I, I I didn't say it <laughs> right,
0: okay, so there's that um another thing that that goose used to do that I like on the show that we're gonna continue is we're gonna give the five today is February twelfth. We're recording um. then. So we're going to give the five winners and losers and just talk about them a little bit. Uh, we'll st- What do you guys want to start with? The winners or the losers? All right, I don't me. care about losers.
1: Well, the losers should get something. So let them go first. You know, and then like the winners. No. Do whatever
0: you okay. want. Whatever you say. You're, right, you're the boss. This is your world. Cool. We just live in it. Oh, it
1: just, thank you. Wow.
0: Okay, so the top loser is um, some shit coin called Terra. It's... Mm tickler is Luna it's down t- almost 11% to 2,600 Satoshis it still has you know this is just what's amazing to me have it have any of you guys heard of this
2: uh, I don't think so, so mm-hmm. yeah
0: I have yeah T e r a. and then the ticker is uh, tickler is Luna rhyme I, with I, tuna
2: I have no idea
0: what this, okay. what this shit yeah, is it is it It still has a 78.5 million market cap. It's ranked 79th. And I I know I'm probably going to get chirped at by some Jack Wagon that's like, you don't know what Terra is. But anyways, what it says it is, it describes itself as a price stable cryptocurrency aimed at mass adoption, which, right, they all do. That's what they're all starting, striving to do, mass adoption. Um, as its scale grows, the team aims to have Terra evolve into a new financial infrastructure for the next generation of decentralized apps. Okay, whatever that means. Uh, so then the second loser – so that's the first loser. So sorry, Terra. Um, the second loser is central Centr- Centrality. I don't know. I'm probably saying that wrong. I'm just a dumb hick from Iowa. That is down 7.3% to 820 Satoshis still has I mean it still has a 71 million market cap what the what the anyways
2: I don't think I'm going to recognize any of these oh you will yeah
0: all right nem nem. that's the that's the next one at 4.91% down 650 million mark that's just unbelievable the central land do you guys you remember that one
1: yes yeah I do. yeah
0: yeah see that one is the fourth place loser at four point eight three percent down. That was the like the real estate, right? You can yes, buy like it is. Prince did that for a while. I remember I think it's, ta- a,
2: it's a berry coin too, isn't it?
0: Is it? I think so. I think he has something no. to do it. gonna shill. And then coming yeah. in fifth place, the fifth <laughs> loser is a block stack down four and a half percent. Sorry BlockSec, I do not know what you are either. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna start with number five. We'll end with the top gainer for the for the day. It is something called Holo Holo. Oh. Again. Oh, it's hot. It's tickler is hot. It's up 13.96. It's a decentralized app platform using peer-to-peer network for processing agent centric mm-hmm. agreements. Nick, I know you know all about that. And then coming in fourth is Nick's favorite,
2: oh.
0: <laughs> Ripple. 14.1% oh 4, up. Ripple.
1: What's wrong? What's wrong with Ripple? Nothing. Ripple. Nope.
0: Oh, so now are you saying you're a Ripple fan?
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not sure how to play this right now. Oh, I'm not.
0: We're we're Just waiting. Wait. We're waiting. What's your stance on it, Nick? On Ripple? Yeah.
1: Um I don't pay a lot of attention to it honestly. Um That's pretty much it.
0: So so c- I'm really
1: could, uh, like basic, okay? I'm like Bitcoin hold all the end.
0: let's not ever say that mm. word again. Yeah. <laughs> Outlawed.
1: Can you no just more. put that out? You can just so, put that <laughs> out. I don't want so to So when you guys when
0: you guys say that, how do you how do you pronounce it honestly? Hold I just say hold,
1: yeah, hold, N- hold. No, Na-
0: nasty's over here saying, "Let's uh, let's biddle."
1: If you're gonna spell it incorrectly, you have to say it incorrectly. If you're I don't gonna spell
2: say, it incorrectly, though,
1: well, if you're, well, that's the stupid way that they do it out here. Yeah. Can you cut that part out too? <laughs> oh,
0: that's definitely making the cut.
1: Oh bless. Um. That. Okay. So then
0: the third place. Everyone, I mean, Ripple, everyone knows Ripple, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, third is Pundi X. You guys know that one?
2: Yeah. Shut your mouth. Really?
0: Yeah. Up 14.48%. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize. I thought that one was a lot bigger than 52.5 mi- million market cap.
2: Yeah, I did too. But I also didn't. thought it was just completely <clears throat> dead.
0: So that that's that's that MPXS. That's that uh, airdrop of... Help me out, LD. I
2: don't remember.
0: I'm a, I'm airdrop of it was an airdrop uh, of something. I want to say Ardor, but no, that doesn't sound right. Someone will help. Have to help me out after this show if anyone actually listens. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure. Either. I think it was something like that. I know I'll ask Messiah. He'll he'll know. Um, and then the second is uh, Nick. You're gonna have to pronounce this. C H I L I Z. you
1: Shilla's. Ph- ma- Shilla's. Ch- 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 yeah,
2: I don't know. Hmm. I. C H Z. I don't know. Where's that traded? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, what awful excha- exchange is
0: that? Probably Binance. Mm. Um, yeah, it is on Binance. <laughs> is it Yeah. Unbelievable!
2: Ben,
0: what did? How did Prince Eustace say? The knots. The I love that guy. All right, and in first, the biggest gainer of the day: Hedera Hashgraph. If you don't what know what name. that is, it's a decentralized public network that aims to allow anyone to transact, play, and socialize in a secure, trusted environment. This was brought to you by whatever the case may be. All right. So and they partnered also, with Google, right? Yeah, and of then, course. Google. And the they're pump. gonna have a rebrand soon. Some other Better. <laughs> some other ones that are notable for the day. Scicoin is up twelve percent. Ethereum up eleven and a half. Neo up ten point two. Stellar, theta, tron, Tezos. Guys, alt season is around the corner. I'm calling it right now.
2: I've got all my I said,
0: bags. I said it in uh, I said it in the pod in Crypto Street a long time ago. That and and you can go back and listen because it's there. The alt season was going to happen this year. I don't think it's going to be on the magnitude of 2017. I don't think we'll get there until we see all time highs in Bitcoin. But I think we're going to we're going to have a decent year. That's what I think. Let's go. i mean, I'm ready. I'm are packed. You, are you ready? Nick, are you ready? Am I ready? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Your bag's packed. Um,
1: yeah, I'm ready.
0: All right. I'm let's ready. go to – so there are your winners and losers for the day. Let's go to Inner Life News. This is brought to you by purse.io. Uh, purse.io is a website where you can go and name your discount on anything, but you only pay with crypto. You can name your discount. Obviously, if you put 20% or 50%, it might not fill. But uh, you can buy now for the standard 5% discount. Only use uh, crypto. Check them out, purse.io. Nick, what you got?
1: Well, Coronavirus. We can touch on that. I'm not sure what to believe. Um, Like, I want to freak out, but I also don't want to freak out. Because I really don't want anything to happen. So, I'm conflicted here. Are you guys, like, wearing masks and stuff? or putting your travel plans off or
0: so unless uh alt season happens i don't think i'll be traveling anywhere but uh i don't know i'm not too concerned about it i know people are commenting that you know it's so bad over in china well they're uh i don't think their healthcare is the best i think they're crammed in like sardines and they're not the cleanest of people sorry china i I, (laughs) some of you are don't get me wrong
2: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) They're definitely getting hacked.
2: We'll just cut that part out, too.
0: (laughs) So, I don't know. LD, what do you think? You're the wise one.
2: I'm not worried about it at all. I think it's uh, um, just another thing for the media to jump on and scare us with if they can. I I don't think twice about it. I'm not going to wear a mask.
1: So, let me I ask would, you guys I something. would
2: travel I would travel if mm-hmm. I needed to i yeah, I'm not worried about it at all. you
1: sometimes wouldn't go there, me. but you would
2: well, I wouldn't go there anyway, but um no, I would
0: okay, let me ask you guys something. Do you think it's been uh you know I know sometime we're gonna go down deep rabbit hole here. Do you oh. think that sometimes like the governments of countries you know purposely push this in the news so that they can? Hide other things that's going on.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I know that yes. happens on a small scale, like in you know local situations in the states. So, it, absolutely, I'm sure.
0: Do you have an example of that locally?
1: We had that in while well, I live in the Carolinas, and we had um, that happen with the toll lanes on the interstate. You Nobody guys have wanted. to pay tolls. It's, they put instead of just widening it because the traffic here is insane. There's yeah. like no infrastructure. Yeah. Um, instead of just widening it, they, yeah, they added toll lanes. So you have to pay to use them. It's, it, it was a huge thing and they were doing the bathroom law at the point at that point where like men could use the ladies room and, and people were, really upset and freaking out and there were so many other things in that bill as well. A lot of stuff got, people are not happy.
0: That's very conspiracy. Next on the core, Nick dives into to the pole roads in North Carolina.
1: People are angry. People are stuff. really angry. It's
0: exciting
1: stuff. Oh my gosh. They would love that. They would love this platform.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're got gonna be stickers. trending next to Doctor Phil's murder mystery because we're diving into the <laughs> pool. <holes. laughs> well, that's good. Um, anything? What else you got? Anything else?
1: I mean, I really wanted last because you know if we have done this before, I wanted to talk about the halftime show at the Super Bowl.
0: Oh, okay, let's do it.
1: Because everybody, when I went back to work Monday, they were all. I work with a bunch of women, so they were, like, of course. really upset. Really Let me upset.
0: ask you this. Did the, did these same women love it last year, though? Okay, when Adam probably, Levine was half probably, naked?
1: Probably. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. I don't know that that's the same, but, yeah, I guess okay. it's
0: similar. All right, cool. LD, cool. you got anything before we bring Doug on?
2: About the Super Bowl halftime show? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I enjoyed it, what I saw, and I, that's really all that matters, I think.
0: Like that's God. right. Forget everybody else. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I told you at the beginning, he's a man of few words, but by God, you better listen. Wow. All right, let's get Doug on. Finally get to the part where everyone is actually tuning in for. I know everyone's tired of listening to Nick and I babble, so where it's time to get in with with Douglas Bonaparte. You can find him on Twitter at, at Doug Bonaparte. He's the president of Bonafide Wealth. Doug, what's going on? Thanks for joining us.
3: Oh so happy to be here. It's my it's my first crypto, I think it's my first official crypto podcast. First I'm official excited. one
0: and it's the first uh the first episode of the core that we have. And what people don't know is is we've been trying to get you on or co- I shouldn't say trying to, we've been coordinating uh, a mm-hmm. time for you to get on, and a lot of times it's been. <laughs> most of the time it's been my fault. Not going to lie,
3: 100 <laughs> percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: just was trying to make it seem like I'm not a total hose job, but
3: uh, it's okay, it's totally been I my fault. You.
0: So let's just start. I know. Um, let's just give a little background on yourself for people that live under rock and don't really know much about you. Then, kind of, what we we'll want to do is talk about this article you wrote, and then we're going to lead into the cryptocurrency market, and then traditional finance, how we can merge that piece, what needs to happen, blah, blah, blah. So let's just get to know Doug a little bit here.
3: Sure, sure, sure. So uh, as you said, I'm, I'm the president of Bonafide Wealth in, in Manhattan and my firm, it's a fee-only RIA that specializes now pretty much with older, high-achieving, high-earning millennials. That's, that's the target market um, that I play in. And if you if you said you were going to work with millennials and personal finance or wealth management like six, seven years ago, you, you just got laughed at left yeah. and right. You know, it wasn't totally. something, you know, the, the profession and industry thought was really viable. And, and, you know, when it's like a gather assets mentality, you're looking at a demographic that just hasn't gotten to accumulation phase yet. Of course, you're going to get laughed at, but I kind of saw where you know I grew up doing this. My father is a CFP. I grew up in wealth management, so it's easier for me to see trends and to see where the landscape is changing, which is primarily why you know here I am on a crypto podcast, being able to somewhat intelligently speak about an emerging asset class and how it relates to wealth management. And you can imagine that more and more, certainly over the past year and year or two. Um, more prospects and clients have been coming in the door with positions in crypto. So from my perspective, it's a lot more normal than your traditional um, asset management firm or wealth management firm. Um, And I personally own Bitcoin. Um, I actually didn't buy it. I mined it like an OG in 2014. Um, I had a friend I love like a brother, you know, guys like a neuroscientist in Texas, like you can't have a normal convo with him without (laughs) most of what he says going over your head. And I guess I'll just like dive into the story of how I came into, you know, this space. And it was a call, I think, right after getting married in 2013. And he calls me up and he's frantic and he's going on about blockchain, you know, these things called bitcoins. Um, I can hardly keep up with what he's saying, but I knew what he wanted. It sounded like he wanted money. (laughs) So, um, you know, to make quick work of this, having, you know, just came back from our honeymoon and spent a lot of money on the wedding and everything like that, I I immediately say, "Hold, hold on one second. I put the phone down and I'm like, I tell my wife, Heather, I'm like, Heather, you know, on the phone, um, you know, he wants three thousand dollars. You know, that's fifty percent to buy this thing called a, a Bitcoin miner. It's a computer. You know, thinking my wife's just going to be like, you know, get off the phone. <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh, he's calling. Yeah, yeah, give give him the money. I was like, what? It's like that instant credibility of
0: oh, he. You know, I think everyone has friends like that. And he's like, oh, so and so's calling. Well, he's successful, yeah. so let's just jump right in.
3: Yeah, and, and, and it wasn't even like financial success, although he's fine. It, it was she knew there was this, you know, he thinks on a different level, mm-hmm. you know, than, than anyone she's ever met of my friends. Sure. And yeah, he has credibility, at least from an intellectual point of view. And there's a lot more to it. But nonetheless, like a wire goes out the next day. And months later, even after visiting him in Texas, he, take, he takes us to, in Austin, I forget who manufactured, <laughs> yeah. the miner, he takes us to like this small office park in Austin, Texas, where he is now standing in front of like people who are surprised that he's there asking a ton of questions to like validate to me that we made a good investment. And I still like have no idea what's going on. And sure enough, we secure a two terahash miner, wow. You know, back in, uh, I think 2014. That's awesome. And I treated it like your general partner, I'm limited partner. I will, you know, I'm here to give you the money and you're gonna mine it, you're gonna, you're gonna plug it in and you'll set up my digital wallet and you will deposit half of everything we mine on a monthly basis before this miner basically becomes giant paperweight or we look for some alt coins or something. And at the end, all said and done, it was like 5.86 Bitcoins each. Nice. Um, which was a nice haul, you know? <laughs> um for just you know saying you know gotta give credit to my wife for being like hey give him the money but I learned a lot you know in just in just doing this and he really trained me up well I still feel rusty today given how much has evolved since 2014 to now it's can't believe it's been six years but I started to then figure out like how this was going to be positioned in wealth management I I had a leg up on that and I wrote an article for CNBC Um, that was titled One Financial Advisor's Bitcoin Journey. And I felt like it was an opportunity to really express how I felt about cryptocurrency or in this particular case, Bitcoin, because that's what really people knew as a mainstream audience. And it was my first, and I think most of it holds true and anyone listening can can Google that and and go read it. I, I would probably change my stance on a few things. But ultimately, you know, it was this, This idea that, you know, people are going to come to you as an advisor with questions and and you need to be prepared to answer those questions. But, you know, at that time, it was so volatile. It was so risky. You know, this is probably around, you know, that rise up to 20K in 2017, this had to have been 2016, 17, when it, you know, when, when your grandma would call you up and be like, have you heard of Bitcoin? It's like, all right, you know, yeah, time to that's sell. the time, that's the market top right there. <laughs> that's time to sell. Yeah. Yeah. And, and nonetheless, you know, I've been through, I guess, two eighty, ninety plus 90 plus percent drawdowns, you know, I've held, yeah, I haven't, I haven't done anything, um, and back to the piece anyways, it was kind of like the, one of the first pieces out there about how financial advisors were thinking of this. And it was kind of like, keep your hands and feet inside the ride. Like, I can't, I can't advise on this. I want to learn so much more, but I basically cannot advise on it. And sure enough, that holds true today, three, three years, even after that.
0: Yeah. So as a CFP, what, you know, what are the guidance or what are they, you know, the governing body telling? the CFPs bees or whatever, sorry, CF, the, just to kind of what's their stance on everything.
3: I, even before like CFP board has a stance on it and we can get into that. I think it's more for your, for your mainstream advisor, you know, what do the regulators say about it? Uh And what does your, if you're at a broker dealer or you're at a large RIA, what's your firm policy uh, say about it? And anyone, you know, who knows what's good for them? Well, well, more than likely, I mean, compliance at firms are always designed around the biggest idiot, right? So by, so inherently, um, inherently you're going to, the bigger the firm, the more restrictive you're, you're probably going to find compliance overall. But you know, right now it's, it's an educate, don't advise type situation. Like you can sit down with a client who has it and explain what the tax consequences are. If they sell, um, you can explain to them to the extent your knowledge allows it, how blockchain works, how cryptocurrency is working, what an ICO is, and start to lay out the land of what the, what the space looks like. Um, and, and that's almost it. Like, you cannot, you absolutely cannot say, hey, I'm looking, at your, uh, I'm looking at your brokerage account here, and I think we should have, you know, X allocation, you know, here. You can't do that. You know that that I and I would strongly encourage my my uh, my peers and my colleagues to to not do that right now until such time as we're we're provided with a safe and you know almost fiduciary esque way um, to work with cryptocurrencies in a portfolio. Like we got to get there if we want to see. Um, folks like me who carry a CFP designation or great advisors doing right by their clients make a legitimate recommendation as to how this works with inside portfolios.
0: Do you think we're close to that or we're still far off?
3: Um, that's hard to answer because I think I have a lot of bias in it sure. and I'm very connected to it. I saw an in, it was Bully who tweeted today. Um, that, you know, ICOs are coming you know, back from the dead and yeah. that the SEC Commissioner is willing to work closely, you know, with folks who want to, you know, do an ICO. And, you know, on one hand, awesome, like that's actually progressive. Right of, of a regulator to to say, listen, you know, we'll we'll find a legitimate way to do it. Right. And the I guess the downstroke is you got you got to work with the SEC, <laughs> you know, very closely. Uh, never um, fun. W- Yeah, which you know, for 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 all the stigmas the space has, the crypto space has, that doesn't sound um, <laughs> that doesn't sound an, um, what, at all. what a lot of people, yeah, want to do, but I think in, in there lies the rub. You know, I think the community needs to advocate more if they aren't doing it enough Mm -hmm. um, to work hand in hand with regulators and try and find a way um, to have this become a real, you know, a real solution for uh, investment advisors who want to um, recommend it in a client portfolio for the right reasons.
0: Yeah, there's just, you know, I'm in the finance field myself on my... Mm -hmm day job and i just don't feel that uh i don't know if we're close or if we're as close as we think we are or gonna be i just you know my question now is of new emerging asset classes and their maturity um i'm trying to think of one that i can compare it to or ask you to and, and i can't think of one yeah. off the top of my head but do you it's think, really hard yeah do you think uh, maybe this is an unanswerable question but do you think we're kind of on the same roadmap as that to before they got to where, you know, they wanted to be as far as the whole um, cryptocurrency space.
3: I think what would help, you know, that's a side skirt the, the question, but I think what would help would be like a larger use case, right? Sure. Like that, that's what's so important about cryptocurrencies is finding something that gets that mass adoption to where, you know, we all and it, it, I think that will happen. But like, I would, if if I'm going to point to any one factor that would accelerate how close we're getting to something that you know is adopted mass market from from a financial services standpoint, it's going to be that right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know there's a lot of people who are are you know promoting that vein right there which is we need to be able to use this like these are all great ideas of how you could use blockchain but until such time as there you know is only one standard for whatever utility it is and it's on you know it's on the it's on the bitcoin blockchain boom there you go i mean you'll opt right. off, off to the races we go right and uh yeah. But there's nothing like it, which I think is, is certainly a challenge, you know?
0: And like we, like Nick and I talked earlier in the show on the Iowa caucus portion that mm. um, Doug last two weeks ago that Iowa held the first national democratic caucus. I mean, Republican caucus too, but there was uh an issue. They used an app for each caucus site to, to send in the votes and, there was an issue with the app coding, yep. so they weren't able to. And and I know CoinDesk put out a um, an article about, you know, this is the need. This is a perfect example of what blockchain can solve. Is is this? So you know, there's. I think, but I, I at the same time, I think there's probably friction on both sides of the aisle. The blockchain enthusiasts I mean, think it's the best thing since sliced bread, and and the people that aren't familiar with it, just it's just confusing to them.
3: Well, there it is. Right. And, yeah. and you're doing a good job setting up kind of, you know, if, if the, if the crypto community, which is pretty smart, given
0: yeah, it who is.
3: I've spoken with, I mean, you know, these are not your Johnny come lately. Fo- I mean, they're usually pretty smart tech enabled, really can dig deep into. I mean, some of these white papers I'm reading are, are bonkers. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's wild. But I think when you're moving that fast and you're that smart, you often forget or just get frustrated with a, the, a lot of the people who make these decisions to either regulate it or get it indoctrinated are unfortunately very old, very stodgy. You know, learning learning these types of things is foreign to them and scary. Yep. And we can't forget that. We, we got to hold a lot of hands if, it, you know, if you want to see this move more quickly or to get more support from ultimately the folks who um, have the power to make, um, to make Bitcoin and crypto dreams come true as far as, you know, people seeing it in a brokerage account someday. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't know, you know, if, if Bitcoin, obviously it's the leader of the pack and, you know, I, I, I think that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's what I'm trying to accumulate more of is Bitcoin, whether or not I really believe in other projects. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do think some of them have some great use cases, whether or not they'll actually come to fruition is is the real question. But, um, you know, selfishly, I don't...
3: Selfishly, selfishly, I, you know, I would only, obviously, this is extremely biased statement, but like, I would only focus on Bitcoin. Like, mm-hmm. even if we just kept it simple, like, it's a story, it, like, it's rare, it's a store of value, mm-hmm. and its price is made up on what people think it's worth. <laughs> like, like <don't, laughs> if you don't, literally, literally, do not go any further than that, um, and kept it that simple, I think there there'd be a ton of success with it. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like that's yeah. how you start robbing gold market cap, and that's how you start, you know, creating an asset class that's very easily defined by those almost three criteria, which which I think is true.
0: Yeah, I would I would
3: definitely agree there.
0: Um, I want to circle back to just a random question. You don't have to answer it. Back earlier you had mentioned that some of your clients are already coming in and they hold cryptocurrency. Is a majority of them holding just Bitcoin or do some of them dabble in alts? Um, you know, or is it mainly like the big two or three that they're big into? two
3: big two or three. I mean, I haven't seen someone, you know, get rich off Dogecoin yet. Although I'm <laughs> really disappointed. I haven't seen that. Um, yeah. no, like, um, it's pretty much surprisingly the biggest one was ether, right? Like right. I think there, there was some price action going back a couple of years ago where it just like exploded and it, did. it turned someone into a, uh, turned someone into a millionaire. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at the same token. And I had someone call me up yesterday or the day before um, with a YOLO call on Tesla, you know, before it, <laughs> before it went crazy last week. And it, and, and, and it ended up with a lot of cash um, in their account. And um, you know, these, things, these things happen. But for the folks that have come in with cryptocurrency... Um, they they feel good knowing that you have a pretty good grasp, and this is where it's important for advisors to really um, start to get to know this at 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 the very least the educational level, because you know if you're going to be growing your firm uh, over the next ten twenty you know years, um, you're going to. You're going to see a lot more of this and if you're certainly a young advisor you need to have basically a fundamental you know approach or a foundational approach to cryptocurrencies like you don't you don't need to be you know on on crypto twitter every day keeping up with the latest and greatest but you you need to have your wits about you and a baseline knowledge of how this works um when you're thinking about guiding your clients because uh-huh. they're going to come in and they're going to have this and they're they're going to decide to hire you or not based on how little or how much you know about crypto. Yeah.
0: So where do you where do you see crypto going from here and, and what needs, you know, let's let's talk focus on the SEC and the the regulatory bodies. Where do you think, you know, what actions and steps do they need to take? For for people for the mass adoption of crypto or bitcoin
3: yeah they just need to lay out and be comfortable enough with the asset class to lay out specific instructions as to how to compliantly make a recommendation for crypto to be in a client's portfolio now let me give you an example like when i have conversations with clients who have amassed enough you know investable assets and it becomes appropriate to explore alternatives or opportunity portfolios everything from you know simple baskets of stocks of your your best picks mm-hmm. to real estate and real assets um you know there and there's micro there's micro cap investors which is how we spin penny stocks these days like these are all potentially very risky propositions. I mean, you can go down futures, you go down derivatives. I mean, how, how risky do you want to get within the traditional space, man, I'll find you, I'll find you risk if you want private equity and, you know, go back your uh, you know, your sister's boyfriend startup of, you know, just him. Um, geez. And and you can make legitimate recommendations around this based on, on, you know, how much they have, whether they're a accredited investor, um, you can you can do a lot of that. But you start to talk about you know allocating to crypto, um, it's a it's a full stop. So give me the rules around this, right? Tell me how it's okay to have a one to five percent allocation in a diversified portfolio to Bitcoin. Right. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's really all that different from, you know, creating a, you know, best in interest recommendation for a lot of other speculative investments. Like there's in almost in my mind, it's, it's always a matter of full and fair disclosure and due diligence. Mm -hmm. You know, were you able to educate and disclose to your client how this works and provide enough due diligence that they can make a decision um, that they believe is in their best interest right and not look yeah. at you and say you know all oh, they, they they twisted my arm here you know it's not like you're getting paid a commission to sell bitcoin <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know imagine that <laughs> god i wish sometimes i did
3: yeah i mean shit can you remember i mean can you believe like you know we used to be in this almost you know take rips on selling stuff yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like we, we don't do that anymore and all that yeah it's stuff. just <laughs> it's AUM now and yeah. you know you can't put two percent in a portfolio and charge on it you can't you couldn't even get that far so that's what I'm looking for. you know I'm looking for that guidance from ultimately the body that can come into my business and say, "Wait, show me everything what's going on here," and you have to oblige like if uh, if I don't have rules around how to um, deal with a situation like that where regulators and and the compliance people are going to be asking me serious questions that can result in either me being in business or out of mm-hmm. business. Right. Right. I'm not, you're not going to do it. Like, stop with this. Yeah. Like, so this, this is where I'll get passionate. If you're, if you're anyone interested in doing this and you don't have a rule book from the people who can put you out of business, you already know, you already know what the answer is.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, you know, it sucks, but, especially if you're an enthusiast and you want to see it. (laughs) But I highly suggest, highly, highly suggest whether you're a CFP or just a great financial advisor, follow the rules at all times.
0: Yeah, you either follow the rules or you go to jail. It's that simple, just like pineapple on pizza.
3: Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) Okay, so a couple things before we tie up here. One thing I want to talk about is a tweet you made a couple days ago, maybe a week ago, that I like. And I want you just to elaborate a little bit more because I think a lot of people that are going to listen to this are probably going to be, you know, a lot of the crypto folks, young people, um, without giving financial advice, give financial advice type of thing here with us. So you tweeted, imagine thinking an electric car company, cryptocurrency or tech stock is going to be the thing that sets you free financially. It's just a lie we tell ourselves to avoid dealing with the reality that financial independence is much bigger than the size of our bank account. Yeah, that was a cool one. I like that a lot. I mean, just elaborate a little bit on that, or you know, maybe that maybe it just takes a little time for that to sink into people.
3: Um, I think this. I think that tweet was a little was a little deeper than I actually anticipated it being. Sure. Um, and I wanted to touch a few things in it. Is one, you know, not like I think on face value, it's not getting caught up with the the latest trend. You know, and making a really risky situation. So when I wrote it goes back to the article I wrote, like I would die inside if college kids were taking their student loan money and plowing it into a speculative asset, crypto Terrible. or not. That's yeah. that that's a really bad idea. And Terrible. you know, kind of like why I tweeted about, you know, kids showing stock trading on TikTok like you know, like they're playing Fortnite, like I love that they're getting involved, but like, let's, let's get some real teachers in there. And before, before Mr. Market comes and and teaches them, you know, the lesson for them, but you know that, so on face value, it was just that, you know, I want people to understand risk reward relationship. Um, The deeper thing here is that financial independence, you know, is solely how much wealth you've accumulated Um, and thinking that by jumping on whatever, you know, fad craze or otherwise, um, is going to be your ticket into not having to, you know, worry about, you know, almost anything in life that is gonna solve your problems. And it, it's not like financial independence goes far greater than, you know, replicating a, a lifestyle. You know, it's a mindset, it's a mentality. It's ultimately knowing who you are and at the very heart. So financial, you know, financial advisor, you know, through and through financial planner through and through, you know, we are doing our best. If we're doing our job, right. We're doing our best to help individuals understand and figure out what their real goals are, what ultimately makes them happy and put plans together to help them get there. And if you think it's just about, you know, being disciplined with spending and saving and systematically contributing to whatever you believe in from an investment standpoint. If you think that's what's going to get you there, you're wrong. It's a big part of the equation. Um, so look, you know, if you're young, so here's, here's like my blanket advice. Like if, if you're on the younger side of the millennium and now Zoomer, uh, and millennial and now Zoomer spectrum, and this stuff excites you, Right. Don't get excited over you know Timmy or Susie who lucked out, you know, and making making some crazy bet that worked out in their favor. Instead, learn about it, and and uncover the things that are going to give you an advantage as you now mature into the workforce, into adulthood, into whatever great things in life you want. That's the opportunity. Um, So that's, that's, you know, going as deep as I possibly can into that specific tweet. You know, I want, I want everyone to understand people will go their entire lives and never understanding who they are or what it is they want for themselves. So the younger you are and begin thinking about these things, the happier you will be. I've seen money and how it affects people, not just at my age, but I grew up in this, you know, I've, I've watched planners with 30, 40 years experience on top of mine, literally bring people from their 20s and 30s into, you know, beautiful, you know, living beautiful, um, thoughtful, deliberate lives. And that's what I want people to do. And I definitely can see a future where crypto um, is a part of that. And we we just need the roadmap to make that happen. That'd be super cool. Um, It's awesome that I think we're well past the the stage now of people thinking, you know, this, this is some kind of Ponzi scheme, but I will say this, I will, I will end on this note and I'm gonna be very clear about this. And I hope listeners find the humor in it. People need to understand that me personally, you know, as much as I love this, like I, I love the crypto Twitter community. I've been blessed to be able to go between financial Twitter and crypto Twitter and make jokes at ev- almost everyone's expense, including my own. Most of all, my own. Um, but look, my basis. You know, I I have a you know my I've seen my wallet go from six figures down fast and furious to something that's not <laughs> worth bragging about, and back up please understand that my basis is basically zero if this works out you know for me it's it, you know this is how I kind of have fun it's either zero or some astronomical number selfishly that you know makes me super super rich either yeah. way yeah. either way I'm gonna have a ton of fun right I'm not I'm not taking it so seriously until such time as I can because the rules aren't there for me to take it to that level yet despite Wanting to, but I'm just going to have a blast with this and learn as much as I humanly can. If it goes to zero, of course I'm going to dunk on everyone that thought it was real and have so many <laughs> funny tweets lined up, just the same as if it goes to like I get to play both sides, right? And if it goes yeah, to totally a, do. if it goes to a million, I'm laughing all the way to the bank so i don't think a lot of people and, get and to you're take
0: dunking that. on the people that didn't listen
2: to me yeah. and
3: get it oh for sure i am going to play both sides pat depending on which way it goes watch watch we just like stay here where, where <laughs> we are for, forever this is it like this is steady state pricing uh, <laughs> which is still i mean ways. that's
0: still fine it's still Super cool oh my god it's still so, i mean so cool Wonderful. to think even you know for you me, know when you think about it if it was what six, eight months ago that we yeah. were down in the five k range, I think, six k mm-hmm. range, and here we are now. And um, it's just crazy to think of where it's been, and since I've gotten in in seventeen, where it's come from, even even since then, it's
3: just yeah. crazy. Yeah, there's more to come. This this is early, very early in the narrative and in the story of it. Um, and I'd be wary of, you know, folks in my community. That are super duper interested in rolling out whatever product they have. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, you know, there's a lot of money to be made here oh, yeah. by it going, you know, in the direction a lot of people want it to go. But even though there's probably commonality amongst those who want to see it, um, you know, become normalized and, and become a portfolio, I think the intentions that people have are very different depending on who you're asking. You know, the financial machine is always going to do what the financial machine is going to do, and that's try and make money. So, you know, keep your keep your eye on how other folks in my community, you know, are talking about this. I do not know at all. And I'm not even close to knowing what, you know, and a lot of my friends in the space know. But I know enough to know who's, you know, basically full of shit and who's not. And that counts (laughs) for something.
0: It goes a long ways because, you know, there's people that, especially when, when price is pumping that will just blindly make calls and just are morons and people follow them. And that's to me, you know, I can't stress that enough to people is do your own research. I, I, you know, I, you can't say that enough and always stick, always have a plan and always stick to your plan. Don't let, uh, someone influence you, you know, always, you can, you can take other people's opinions and, you know. But but still stick to the plan. I I deal with commodity, you know, grain commodities a lot, and Mm. I can't tell you how many customers I have that we're going to sell some corn or beans, and then they call their broker and say, you know, okay, I want to do this, but before we do that, what's everyone else doing? (laughs) And then that talks them out of making the sale, and then it, it ends up that they, you know, it goes the opposite direction of what they were thinking, and everyone else, and now including them. Have, has lost potential gains so you know that's, that's something i think everyone should should stand firm on and live by is, is make a plan before you enter a trade and stick to the plan
3: well unfortunately human behavior
0: it is it's a big it's the tends, biggest factor.
3: tends to get in tends to get in the way and yeah. you know and that and that's the commonality right yeah like, for sure it doesn't matter if you're talking beans corn commodities crypto even large cap u.s stocks your ability to understand what you want and put a plan or in this case, financial planning around that is the most valuable part of at least what I do yeah. um, for a living. And again, you know, people are going to uh, listen to, you know, the, the, the financial pornography mm-hmm. of how, <laughs> how this one person made it that has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with their situation, but yet they'll apply that to their life and disaster will yeah. usually ensue.
0: All right, Doug, any final parts before we let hmm. you go?
3: Yeah, I just want to apologize to the greater um, crypto Twitter community for, for all the dank memes I've dropped at <laughs> Bitcoin's expense. Um, it, honestly, it was for the likes and the retweets. Um, which, which I was blessed with. So it's all about the interaction. (laughs) It's just, it's just nice to know that I haven't, I haven't been ousted from the community yet. (laughs) Um, But I, I would say this, look, there are great financial advisors, great CFPs who are super duper interested in this stuff. Please do not think that, you know, the whole lot of us are only interested in, in hawking traditional assets. Um, we are paying attention. Um, we do want to see, I know I'll speak for myself on this one. I want to see the, the space grow, um, into becoming successful and useful, uh, for individuals to help, uh, them achieve financial independence and, and reach their financial goals. If, if we can put the right Um, constraints around that and, and regulate it appropriately. Um, We're going to have a bright future for it. And I think it's just going to take a lot of time and people forget. They really forget, even though things move faster than ever today, uh, faster than ever today in almost all aspects of our life, there are certain things and the financial service industry is one of those things that relatively moves very, very slow. So true. So true.
0: Well, thank you for your time, Doug, everyone. That's uh, Doug. Douglas Bonaparte, check him out at Doug Bonaparte. Um, great guest, thank you so much, Doug.
3: Appreciate Yo, it. you're very welcome.
0: Perfect. So that was Doug uh, again. I gave all of his Twitter information just a little bit ago. So check him out. Also, we will uh, again. That's all. That's that's all we have for the first episode. Hopefully, you guys liked it. Again, it's the core. Brought to you by Zellcore Plus, the one cryptocurrency wallet for all your custody and trading needs. For more information on Zellcore Plus, check them out at Uh, I'm Dale. Check me out, Crypto Dale. We've got uh, Nasty, Nick underscore Nasty, hey. technically.
1: Nasty, yeah. Naste.
0: hey. And hey. then we've got uh, LD Listen. It's Atlas Industrial. Thanks for listening. We're going to have, um, I want you to know, we're going to have a mailbag for next episode. I'll t- We'll tweet out, That email address, we want to answer your questions. Any questions. Don't be stupid, though. Don't ask dumb questions. (laughs) Dumb questions get dumb answers. Oh, my gosh. If you want some life advice, I'm feeling good. So check it out. Again, as always, tip the waitress. Hootskies with the boys. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take it easy.